From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, Martin Luther King Day marks one of the biggest ski weekends in Vermont in a typical year. But this is not a typical year. Travelers to Vermont are subject to universal quarantine requirements. And while there's anxiety about how that'll impact the tourism economy, resort communities are also worried about what happens when travelers break the rules. Good morning, Jacksonville store. Heather Hebert runs the Jacksonville General Store, about four miles from the Massachusetts border. We are, if you look out my window, I'm at the intersection of Route 100 and 112. I am the first store in Vermont on your way to Mount Snow. Normally, shoppers would head inside Heather's store for groceries, sandwiches, craft beer. They have a sterling five-star rating on Facebook. But right now, their doors are closed. They've switched to all curbside orders because they believe the COVID risk is too high. And it's having a major impact. This is killing our business. It's just horrible. People aren't browsing and grabbing, oh, I didn't realize I needed this, or I didn't know I wanted a a gallon of real Vermont maple syrup or whatever. You know, it's hurting sales so bad. But it's so much more important to us to have our neighbors be safe. And this seems to be the safest way to do it without having to actually close our doors. Heather said she first started seeing an influx of tourists around Thanksgiving. She talked to her staff about pulling back to curbside, but they decided to keep the doors open for the time being. And during the Christmas holiday week, it was astronomical. The amount of people coming up, you know, they'd kindly come to the counter and they were excited. They were away for the weekend and they'd tell us their story, how they were here for the day and it was so nice. And they stopped in the store on the way in and... You know, now that they were going home the next day, they were going to stop and grab some stuff to bring with them. And like I said, they were they were nice enough about it, but it was very clear that they had either completely ignored the guidelines or had no idea what they were. How do you react when somebody tells you that? Um, you're a little taken back. I mean, these people, I don't think they're doing it out of malice, but it still doesn't stop the fact that The rate has gone up. This whole corridor leading up to Mount Snow has seen rising COVID case counts for the past several weeks, according to data from the health department. Heather said they've seen tourist traffic rise over the same time frame. And over Christmas, it got to be too much. It was the holiday week. We had been, you know, consistently steady but manageable. Saturday evening, we started to get very busy. And we had all heard the same story story about how much fun they were having and how, how, how nice it was to get away just for a weekend or a few days. And Sunday, we were mobbed. I do not have the staff to man the door. I don't have the ability to hire somebody to be a bouncer or to ID people. And even if you were to ask them, hey, did you quarantine two weeks before? There's absolutely no way of proving that these people did or didn't do the right thing before they headed to Vermont. And I literally couldn't get to the deli to properly clean it. And I knew we were above capacity. And as we were dispersing that, here comes a couple locals who we know very well. We've known for years, care about them. They're geriatric. They're in the age group of people much less likely to survive COVID, and they have every right to go out and get their quart of milk and their English muffins for the next morning. 
and here they come. And it was so scary, and I could never live with thinking that one of these amazing people that live here went to their general store and got sick. So that was it. On Sunday night, Heather and her partner posted on Facebook that the store was going curbside, effective immediately. They've been posting photos of what's on their shelves so that people can shop virtually. But Heather said running a takeout general store is incredibly complicated. They have to keep track of all of these people's orders, make sure they're ready, make sure they're rung in. It's just a lot of little things that you wouldn't think of. Right. You know, and then there's the normal deli. We actually have, it's a clothesline, but it goes from the cash register right to my deli. And we wing the orders for everything from the butcher shop to our desserts and the grinders and specials that are being made. It's literally a clothesline? It's literally a clothesline. goes, <laughs> yep, from one end of my store for the other. We hung it up. And so this will this will keep the cashier because, of course, once the cashier disappears, people are at the window going, oh, <laughs> there's nobody here. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, definitely on the weekends, especially with this MLK weekend, we will have somebody that doesn't leave the window. And then I will have a, a shopper that will that will do the shopping. So, you know, they cost more and and you know, make a lot less. Do you have an idea of, of how much, like, have you sat down to crunch the numbers of how much it's cutting into your sales? I haven't had the nerve, quite frankly, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's thousands. It's thousands and thousands a week. Wow. Um, just look at the, you know, the end of, the end of a Friday night. You know, obviously, the weekends in the winter are much bigger for people traveling. The people that we normal year would be so happy to see and welcome with open arms the weekenders. But we would, um, you know, I think last weekend it was about 2,000 less last Friday. So we're, we're looking at the thousands a week down. Well, I wonder at this point, what would change things for you as we're kind of looking towards the rest of the ski season, these remaining months, what would make a difference for you? What would help your business weather this whole thing? If, if we could get if in a perfect scenario that the guarantee that people that were traveling for a day trip from out of state had either tested negative or done a full, full two weeks quarantine prior to coming, you know, something to guarantee that they were not going to come up and risk uh, higher risk people's lives, and I don't think that that's possible. I don't, I don't believe that everybody's going to be honest about it. This question of keeping tourists honest is front and center at ski resorts this season. BT Diggers Emma Cotton has been looking into how it's played out so far. When people show up at ski resorts this year, they have had to quarantine for 14 days or quarantine for seven days and then take a COVID test that is negative. And then when they arrive, they have to attest that they have done that. Also different this year, mountains are operating at a reduced capacity. You know, I think most of the managers of the mountains are advocating that people use their cars as their base lodges instead of going into the lodge. The lodges are operating at 50% capacity um, and a maximum of, I think, 75 people. And then you're also required to wear masks at the mountain. So that's a change, definitely. What's not different for people? What kind of looks the same as any other year? People are still really excited to get out on the snow. And I think people are generally pretty happy to be there. The terrain is open. You know, the lodges are operating 
a lot of Vermonters I'm talking to and a lot of out-of-staters are saying they're just really excited to get on the mountain after um, what has been a pretty difficult year, I think, for a lot of people. The quarantine requirements that you talked about are universal. Anybody crossing the border into the state since, I think, November has to abide by those. And they're kind of swearing when they get to the mountain that they've abided by that. What do we know about how well that is working? Are people following these guidelines? Do we know if it's had an impact on the amount of travel that's coming in? You know, this is really all an honor system. Skiers have to attest that they've done these things. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have. Um, I did speak with a couple of people in Killington's parking lot, for example, who said that they had not quarantined. It's hard to tell how many people have quarantined and how many haven't. It doesn't seem like mountains can enforce that quarantine very well. And I actually, you know, some of the language on um, Killington's website says... Um, no proof of completing a quarantine or receiving a negative test is required, but we urge you to do the right thing and not travel to Vermont and a resort if you don't meet the requirements. So they're definitely operating at a reduced capacity and hotels are reporting that there aren't as many people there as there are in a normal year, but it's hard to tell who is actually complying and who isn't. I know you've talked to the resorts, you've talked to the Ski Areas Association, you've talked to the State Commerce Department. What's at stake here for this industry? Well, Lindsay Curley who is the secretary of the Vermont Agency of Commerce and Community Development. She says that the industry will likely see a 40 to 70% decrease in revenue this year. And that's with all these measures in place. That is with all these measures in place. That's right. The Vermont ski industry and the ski industry at large has been hurting for years. um, And that's largely due to climate change, I would say, Hmm. as temperatures warm, mountains have to create snow somehow, and that's really expensive to do. And a lot of local mountains in Vermont have consolidated in recent years. There's been a huge, huge consolidation. You know, Vail has bought a lot of mountains, and that's pretty widespread. Typically, um, 4 million people come to the, skiers come to the state in an average season, and those people usually spend $925 million in Vermont. Two-thirds of that goes to the local economy. By what you mean, kind of the the towns around the ski resorts, small businesses in those areas, that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. Um, hotels and restaurants and that kind of thing. And then the state usually sees around $125 million in tax receipts, um, and that's from sales and room and meal tax. And then the industry also usually employs around 13,000 people in an average season. So the ski industry as a whole in Vermont is really important to the local economy, to the state. And, you know, I think a lot of locals also say that's, that's maybe why they moved here. That's why they wanted to to come live in Vermont is because they love skiing and the industry is important to, to the culture as well. So it seems like the stakes here are pretty high economically. Yeah, I think they are. I think um, the owner of Killington told me that it's a survival year for him. And I think it's, it's that way for many mountains. You first started reporting on this back in November. It's now January. What do we know about how things are working so far? What have the effects been? I think there's a lot of concern among locals. Um, not just about the virus spreading at resorts specifically, which is sort of what the state is pointing to at this point, but also about the virus spreading, you know, within the community with when out of seaters come, if they haven't quarantined, um, if they're, you know, visiting restaurants, visiting local establishments, going to the gas station, even they're worried about how that, that might spread throughout the community. So it's not necessarily skiing that they're worried about. They're worried about 
that kind of spread and the sort of ripple effects of that. So I know that businesses have shut down in response to COVID-19 spreading in ski communities. It's hard to say exactly where that's coming from. Um, some legislators in those communities have also pointed to gatherings there where people haven't worn masks. So, you know, it's really complicated to try to trace back um, whether it is out-of-staters that are bringing this in or not. But, you know, I think we've certainly heard from quite a few people who are really concerned about the safety and exposure that their community is facing. One place where locals tend to look for clues about who's coming in are resort parking lots. We talked to one skier who said at his mountain, it's a mixed bag. The lots feel like and look like they would in years past when we weren't amidst a pandemic. Todd Wright is the director of Adventure Sports for St. Michael's College. His home mountain is Sugarbush. He said the resort has been great at enforcing COVID protocols, but he still sees a lot of out-of-state plates. So my anxiety is like, ugh, more out-of-state plates. Um, but I also think we have to be thoughtful of, like, we don't know the process those folks have gone through. We don't know whether they are compliant or not compliant. I'm, I met a family at Sugarbush uh, last week that have a, they refer to it as their pandemic house. Um, so they've been kind of posted up in the Mad River Valley since April, but they still have out-of-state plates. So essentially they're part of our community. So, you know, I'm constantly doing the logical check of, you know, I see a ton of out-of-state plates. There's that initial like uptick of, what are these folks doing? And then logically reminding myself that the vast majority of those folks are probably or at least hopefully doing the right thing. So I'm always balancing the anxiety of seeing those those plates and knowing that there's a ton of -of out-of-state tourism with the fact that hoping that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing and are respectful of our state's regulations as far as quarantining. Todd said he's okay with the fact that this comes down to personal responsibility, that enthusiastic skiers can help keep each other safe just by following the rules. I mean, this is a complex, multidimensional problem, but what we're being asked to do is a really easy ask. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, this is, it's a really easy ask. Mask up, don't hang out with people from other households in person, wash your hands frequently, maintain six feet of distance, and be really thoughtful about your activities and the type of activities you engage in. So you can go skiing, but not do apres in the bar afterwards pretty easy ask in the context of a global pandemic. I mean, it's really, it's too easy. And, you know, the the pushback against, you know, complying to really, really easy asks is, I just find it a little astounding. It sounds like from what you've said so far that from what you've seen, this kind of honor system, personal responsibility vibe seems to be working so far. Is that that fair to say? I really feel like, you know, like folks are folks are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I just hope that folks from out of state are actually doing those things. And that's my big concern is like the on mountain experience, like out like resort-based alpine skiing is a pretty safe activity. I'm not really concerned about the on mountain stuff because it is a safe space. I'm really concerned about like I live in Underhill and our Jericho market is a really small market and it's our community market and everybody locally does their grocery shopping there. But during the winter, there's a ton of people that that's the closest kind of robust market to Smuggler's Notch. So there's a lot of folks that 
that go there. Those are my concerns is when those folks, if they haven't followed the rules and they haven't quarantined, um, they're not just coming here to ski, they're plugging into all these other aspects of our community. You know, even if they get injured, like when Mercy Medical Services turns up, that's another way to plug into our community. Um, so they're, they're really plugging in. That's where my concern lies is, you know, can there be spread at the resort? Oh, definitely. But overall, the probability of that's pretty low. But people just don't come here and go to the resort. They get gas. They're, you know, they're plugged into all these different aspects of our community. And I think that those risk factors or the ability for transmission increases because those spaces are smaller, tighter, et cetera. They're indoors versus outdoors, like they become higher zones. We reached out to the health department this week to hear what they have been able to track. So far, they said there are cases linked to ski resorts, but nothing above average compared to other workplaces. The activity in the ski resorts is pretty consistent with the activity at any of the businesses or facilities that we see. This is Deputy Health Commissioner Tracy Dolan. The cases at ski resorts are a mix of employees in a range of positions. It's also some out-of-state students and international workers. Because ski operations require a range of positions, the pattern is similar to what we would see in other businesses, you know, where there's restaurants or a residential school or international workers at farms. So we're getting that same kind of mix. Mm-hmm. And the case counts at ski areas um, are not significantly higher than case counts at other businesses where a lot of people are employed. I asked Tracy about this question of the resort towns. When they see rising case numbers in their area, how should they respond? Well, I certainly empathize. I know that people are, of course, feeling really cautious. I mean, this is a serious pandemic and the disease is very serious. And so I understand why people would be concerned about any chance of infection. But I would like to let them know that we do have quarantine policies and I understand that not everyone follows them. You know, we get that. However, we are monitoring carefully. And right now, it doesn't appear that out-of-state visitors are a significant source of infection in Vermont. Certainly there are some, and we know that through contact tracing, but um, we're not seeing that the out-of-state visitors to ski resorts are driving significant numbers. Uh, This really still continues to be a homegrown situation, and a lot of the solutions still lie in our own hands. So encouraging people to wear masks, keep six feet apart, avoid social gatherings. The resorts have really done a pretty good job of trying to promote that, um, encourage that, and, and enforce that. Another kind of related line of questioning that we've been getting from a lot of readers is that even if that's kind of what the data is showing us now, that there's a lot of concern among people that when there is this sort of obvious violation of the quarantine policies in a lot of these cases uh, around people coming into ski, and there's a worry that that could be kind of weakening people's general perception of the rules, that they're just kind of seeing people break the rules and saying, all right, well, why are the rest of us kind of still abiding by these guidelines? And I wonder what your response is to, to folks who have those types of frustrations. Yeah, no, I understand the frustration for sure. Um, And overall, I think our policies have been effective. You know, Vermont has done well compared to the country. And so I think our policies have been relatively effective, but there are always going to be people who don't follow them. We do everything we can in order to educate and to promote and to mandate where we can. And I guess I would just say to people, I, I feel your pain, you know, when you're concerned and frustrated. I have those frustrations myself when I'm out and about. Um, I don't see a lot of violation, I have to admit. I primarily see people really following the rules. But, you know, I dropped my daughter off at the ski area last week, and I and I do see things once in a while. But for the most part, 
uh, taking the big picture view. I think most people are following guidelines. Most people are doing the right thing. And all we can do is encourage people to do the right thing. Emma, from what we've seen so far, what does it seem like the rest of the season is going to be like? That's a really good question. Um, Martin Luther King weekend is typically the busiest uh, ski weekend of the entire season. Between New Year's and Christmas is also pretty busy, but this one is is known for being very busy. So it'll be interesting to to see what this weekend looks like in terms of capacity at resorts and lift lines. One of the things that has deterred a lot of people lately too is that there just isn't that much snow. <laughs> so it'll depend on that as well. But I think it does seem to me like tensions between locals and resorts are staying steady, if not maybe ramping up just a little bit. I think people are continuing to be really concerned, and particularly as we hear news about cases of COVID-19 among employees at resorts and that kind of thing, I think tensions are, are definitely pretty high about this. Thanks, Emma, for the rundown. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You can find more of Emma's reporting on the pandemic ski season at vtdigger.org and get all of our COVID-19 coverage at vtdigger.org slash coronavirus. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger newsroom. See you then.